Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Sarekia, and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome, folks. In my last episode, I spoke about emotional intelligence, specifically on how to increase your EQ starting with a super simple 30-second practice. Highly successful entrepreneurial leaders tend to also have a higher than average EQ. So it's easy as busy visionary entrepreneurial leaders with many demands on your attention to get caught up in the busyness of business and to take your emotional intelligence for granted. The problem happens when you are dealing with subtle stressors like chronic tolerations and small frustrations or getting irritated at minor mistakes, whether made by you, someone on your team, a client or a vendor, or either dreading conversations or experiencing miscommunications or getting frustrated with team members for not delivering to your expectation or even noticing yourself getting irritated at things you aren't usually irritated by, then getting irritated at yourself for getting irritated in the first place, or even noticing tiny mistakes or issues that slow your business's momentum and give you that sinking exhaustion that has you girding your loins ready to wade into fixing the things that should have been done right the first time. It's easy and common to have the thought of, well, That's the price of doing business. It doesn't have to feel that way though. Yes, mistakes and errors will happen and business will feel like work and does require us to put in the effort and we can't control anything outside of our own selves. But you don't have to feel like you're tolerating less than ideal and suffering through the process. There is a way to shift your own mental, emotional and physical experience that can improve your results in your business, get you better results from your team, and give you a more fulfilling life as an entrepreneurial leader. I'm sharing a simple 30-second method to increase your EQ, to shift your mind, body, and emotions so that you can start catching your mental, emotional, physical stress reaction either before it starts or before you get too deep into it. If you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. This week, I'm sharing a little story about how travel has transformed my entrepreneurial journey, as well as informed my resilience and self-mastery coaching practice. I can't wait to share this with you. So stay tuned. It's coming up. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm going to share a personal story with you. Have you ever gotten asked a question and then think at first you got nothing? only to realize that 
There's so much that it all wants to come out all at the same time. Recently, I was asked about a personal and or professional story that helped me stand where I am today. At first, yeah, I drew a blank. There are so many moments I remember that have formed me into who I am and inform me and drive my purpose. And I am overflowing with stories. So it's hard for me to pick out one single story, but one of the overarching stories of my life is my love of travel. Travel is for me, not just going on vacation. It's not a vacation. It's not getting away from it all. It's not escaping from my day-to-day -day reality. To me, travel is learning to be wherever I am. It's immersing myself in being fully awake, aware, alive. It's learning that I'm safe wherever I am. Upon a re-entry, quote unquote, returning home to my normal life, I bring more and more of that into my daily experience. I become more aware of my conditioned responses. Awareness increases the opportunity to choose how I want to show up differently. When we're home, it's so easy to get lost in our default mode. Default mode is that state of being that is deep into autopilot. And autopilot is great for flying. It's not so great for living a fulfilled and purposeful life. There was a day back in 1994, many moons ago, when I realized I'd been lost in my own personal autopilot. It felt like I was merely surviving, traveling through a dark, foggy tunnel. When I looked backwards and looked forwards again, everything looked the same. Gray, washed out, no inspiration. I realized I didn't feel alive. It was at that moment I knew something had to change and it had to be big, it had to be drastic. I hadn't heard the acronym BHAG yet, even though it was coined a couple of years earlier, but I had just had a glimpse of my first big, hairy, audacious goal. I decided to backpack around Great Britain for a couple of months. And this was way before I had access to the internet, mobile phones, digital cameras. All I had was a travel book called Let's Go Great Britain. Fabulous book, fabulous travel series. I planned for six months and I saved up enough to cover my rent and car payments while I was gone. And after buying my round trip ticket and my Eurail pass, I had $33 a day I could spend on food, lodging, and transportation. And at the time, in pounds, it was 22 pounds a day. Not a lot of money. <laughs> All while I planned and prepared, I told my family, workmates, and friends about what I was going to do. No one, one person, only one friend believed me. No one else did. Family would laugh at me and tell me I wasn't going to go, that it was ridiculous. <laughs> I remember looking at them with my head cocked to the side, like a confused puppy and saying, don't you see everything that I'm doing to get ready? Look at all the things that I'm doing to prepare. 
They continued to not believe me up until the day I had to catch my flight from Boston to Heathrow. And I insisted that I needed a ride to the airport. My grandmother dropped me off at the bus station with a worried look and told me to give her a call if she needed to pick me up right back up. It was two months before I returned home and we saw each other again. It took a while, years maybe, before I understood what I was doing was so far beyond what those around me could imagine as possible that they couldn't see what was happening right in front of them. And this was my first long-term solo travel experience. And I was hooked. Again and again over the decades, I'd pack a bag, a small bag, <laughs> and travel for a month, two months, or six months solo with a vague plan, my heart full of adventure, curiosity, and thrilled by the unknown. The more I flung myself into the unknown, the safer I'd feel. I was building evidence that no matter what situation I was in, I'd be fine. Whether it was exploring back alleys in Bangkok, foraging for food in Hong Kong, learning to live in Paris, Florence, Thailand, or Bali, couch surfing in Singapore and Paris. I wouldn't even give up the hardships. I've had at least one cold or illness in each country I've visited. I've defended myself from a pack of feral dogs in Costa Rica. I had two brace-worthy sprained ankles in Paris. I broke a tooth in Bali. Gosh, I thought that was a trip ender. Thank goodness, thank goodness, only two instances of food poisoning. One of them was by eating the best Italian pizza from a Mexican restaurant in all of Southeast Asia, according to the sign. And thanks to the special ingredient, <coughs> food poisoning, <coughs> I can now find a restroom wherever I go in the world. <laughs> I realized that I could choose my hard. There will always be difficulties and hardships, whether you stay in your comfort zone or you plot a path into the uncharted. Choosing non-traditional paths can seem glamorous, fun, and exciting. Some see leaving the traditional as giving up, taking the easier path. In actuality, forging your own path is also hard. If I had to choose between the hard of staying the same and the hard of growth, I'd choose growth every time. I learned the less I carried, the freer I felt. The more I let go of holding onto belongings or protective beliefs because I might need them and allowed myself to release them and trust that whatever I needed would be there, my sense of safety and freedom expanded. I learned that there are wonderful and amazing people everywhere. I learned to feel comfortable wherever I was. This kind of travel required me to open up my awareness. I learned to come out of myself and be very situationally aware. I learned to turn off my autopilot and become more aware of my thoughts and my automatic reflexive responses. I learned I could choose how I felt and that changed what I experienced. Each time I returned home transformed, less afraid, more curious. My sense of adventure grew and I'm even more thrilled by the unknown. I can still remember the first time I felt truly fully alive, eyes wide, nostrils flaring, fully awake, expansive, and filled with a deep mental, physical, and emotional peace. 
It felt like I was flinging myself off a cliff with an almost painful joy, knowing that wherever I'd land would be awesome, truly awesome. I wanted to feel that way as often as I could. So I embarked on the wildest trip of all. Entrepreneurship is perhaps the most profound journey anyone can undertake. The business side of things is essentially easy. You can find out the how to do anything online. The how to be part is the secret kicker. We look up to those that consistently hit success after success and tend to think that it was easy for them, that they had a leg up that we didn't, that they didn't struggle. Their achievements seem so far beyond what we think we can accomplish. Sure, some of these serial success makers had a leg up, and those that inspire me most have started with nothing. Either way, those that stay in the game and enjoy the process have had to transform themselves to become resilient, not just overcoming obstacles, but truly seeing obstacles as opportunities. Entrepreneurship is a crash course in personal development and resilience. My podcast isn't a travel journal, but it was inspired by my adventures and the deep personal transformations I experienced. Life is an adventure. Entrepreneurship is a lifestyle of adventure on hyperdrive. Every weakness, every fear, every bit of self-doubt is exposed. The good thing is that once you see it, you can choose to accept it, decide how you want to be instead, and courageously traverse the space between as you embody your ideal self. Then you get to do it again and again. It's a hell of a ride, and there's no one roadmap that holds you by the hand step by step that fits everyone. I use field guide in my show's name because that's what we're all doing, each for our own selves. We are creating our own personal field guide to awesome, noting our vision and walking and running down our particular path, making fast decisions, and when they work, fantastic. And when they don't give us what we expect, it's uncomfortable, but that's great too. Our unexpected results aren't failures. They are opportunities for us to grow. They are opportunities to see other paths. We take note of the results of our decisions. We ask other travelers on the road what's ahead. We share our notes with those coming up from behind us. And together we create a fuller, more informed experience. We learn from our histories. We are all going someplace we haven't been before. And we use both our experience and our vision of the future to inform ourselves because our point of power is in our present. So now it's your turn. I invite you to think back to a pivotal moment in your life that changed you fundamentally. How did it change you? What became possible for you once you flipped that switch? What's your vision of your future? And where in yourself do you need to expand your capacity to receive what your vision has in store for you? Remember, your vision of your future is meant for you. You just need to expand your capacity to step into it. Thank you so much for listening. 
So far, I've shared over 80 interviews with experts and visionaries about their struggles, their triumphs, and what they've learned along the way. And there are more to come. I'll also be sharing more insights with you on how you can expand your capacity to receive the connection, alignment, freedom, clarity, and fulfillment that you desire. On that note, lies. We hate them. Sometimes we love them. We get lied to all the time. And we all tell them. Next episode, I'll be sharing seven different perspectives of lying that we all experience at some point or another. I'll share how to recognize them as well as the worst types of lie that we need to recognize ASAP and stop it before it causes any more damage. Stay tuned for next week. You won't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me is to please rate, review, and follow this podcast. When you do, you help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs just like you. By the way, if you are a driven entrepreneur at the top of your game, yet find your consistent successes aren't feeling like you thought they would, I also have a special invitation to share with you especially if you are ready to go deep and stop the self-doubt, self-sabotage, overwork, overwhelm, exhaustion cycle that is holding you back from experiencing success that truly feels like success. I invite you to book a call with me. We'll have an intimate conversation about you and your business, and we'll talk about what's holding you back from regulating your nervous system priming yourself for flow, and elevating your emotional intelligence so that your journey of success feels fulfilling and deeply satisfying. If you still need more help at the end of our call, and it makes sense to both of us, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. If this sounds good to you, click the Book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome.